Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. Typically, I tell you, we're in our world headquarters in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in the United States of America. And so wherever you're watching around the world, you know where we are, and we're glad that you are where you are. But let me add, we are not in our normal world headquarters in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We are at a very special event called ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. That is in the central states of the United States. And uh, we are at an Adventist Layman's Services and Industries Conference. And right in the exhibit hall, lots of people and noise and exhibitors and ministries talking about what uh, the Lord is doing in and through the ministry and the work that they have to do. And one of those uh, we're going to talk to in just a moment is Craig Harding from Riverside Farm Institute. Is that the correct instance? That's it. Okay. Talk to you in just a moment. want to introduce, uh, my name is Christopher Beeson, and our director of production engineering for today is Jordan Wagner. Uh, those of you that are watching can see how we're, we're set up here, and you can look down the aisle. We have lots of exhibitors here uh, at our setup in uh, the ASI exhibit booth. Mission Sunlight is a nonprofit Christian media production, so if you'd like to know more, visit us at missionsunlight.org. And if you want to click donate, thank you in advance for whatever you're led to give. Prayers, money, or any combination of these, we're truly grateful for you. We appreciate whatever you would like to do for this work. One more thing before we get into today's program. We need to grow. We want to touch more lives for Jesus. We want to share the story of Jesus. We want to spread the truth as it is in Jesus. So please, if you can't give your time, maybe you can't give your prayers, or you can't get monies, would you please share this link to today's program with a friend or even an enemy? Post it on your social media, text it to a friend now, even email, snail mail if you want. Share Mission Sunlight Chat today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Craig Harding, our guest today from Riverside. Uh, Craig, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. Where is Riverside? Riverside's in Central Africa in Zambia. Okay, we want to know a little bit more about that ministry. But first, would you have a word of prayer as we begin? Sure, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege and the challenge of ministry um, that you give us uh, work that's like yours. And we ask you to be with us as we chat this afternoon. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Craig, you uh, have been at Riverside Farm, if I remember right. I remember seeing your family heading to the airport loaded down with about 200 suitcases and <laughs> crates and, and, and trunks and things. What was that, seven, eight years ago? Yeah, it would be seven years in December. So, okay. we, yeah, we had a proper camel train going. Craig used to work with me in the Southern Union chapter of ASI. He was my right arm, and he cut my right arm off and went to Africa. <laughs> Never forgiven him, no, really. We're <laughs> glad you are where you are, and we're thankful for the ministry that you're doing. Tell us about Riverside. Yeah, so Riverside started 50 years ago, actually, this year, um, and was started by a group coming out from, from the U.S., being called out by a doctor who was actually flying seven countries in, in Africa doing reconstructive surgery for leprosy. And so he was getting older, and he wanted to see something happen, and so he called the team out to start the work on the 3,000-acre farm that is Riverside there on the banks of the Kafui River, which feeds into the Zambezi. Okay. And if I remember right, that Kafui River divides the uh, north and the south of Zambia? Yeah. So it's central and southern province is divided by the river. And, yeah, it's it's beautiful. You know, you have that beautiful green band running through, and then you have dry. 
if we have time at the end, I'll show you a little anecdote of my experience on that bridge over the Kafui River, but we may not have time, so they'll have to wait until we do a different segment for that. But if we have time, I'll bring that in. Um, what do you do there at the farm? You say 3,000 acres, so I'm just imagining you have 3,000 banana trees on 3,000 acres. I don't know. Tell me about that. Yeah, we've got more than 120,000 banana plants okay. um, growing there, so we produce between 5 and 7 million pounds of bananas every year. Where do they go? They go to the local market, resold by ladies on the streets. Um, it's one of the primary foods for those who have less income because it comes in a nice, neat banana right. peel package. So. Does anything export to other parts of Zambia or even outside of Zambia? So uh, in, in Zambia, yes. Uh, we have a couple other locations that we go to in-country, but we don't export at this point. Um, all consumed in-country. That's a lot of bananas in one place. It is. Okay. It is. What else do you have there? So we also have wheat and soybeans. So we produce about 500 tons of wheat um, and about 200 tons of soybeans every year. And so we use those things. We sell the wheat for um, you know, cash revenue to help operate the mission side. And we also... And again, is that in-country? Yep. We sell it to a mill in-country, and then it's sold. It's actually sold. A lot of it's actually sold into Congo. So it's blended and, and okay, sent Okay, so that is an export for it you. Is a, it is a, not directly from us, but from the miller we sell it to. Sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the soybeans um, we use actually to make soap. So we've got a soap factory there that we're using to do value addition to bring more value into the country um, so that less dollars just leave the country with the commodity crop. Okay. Anything else? I mean, that's what we do for, for, you know, production side, the farm, farm part of the farm. Um, probably the part that I'm most excited about is the educational part. I think education is such a fundamental way to impact people. And you don't just impact the student, you also impact the parent. And so um, we've uh, got a primary school that's got about 470 kids going to the primary school. So every morning coming through that gate, it's just streaming in. It looks like we've got the arc door open. It's amazing. You know, things just coming, coming, coming. And then we've got um, the secondary school. We just opened in January of last year, and that's got about 200 kids in it. And so we were excited to partner with Child Impact on that project. And we've just done some expansions in it. And so in um, about two years, we expect to have about 700 kids in the primary school and about 450 kids in secondary. You um, didn't mention something that I'm excited about at Riverside Farm, and that is the medical ministry of, yes, of yes. the farm. Now, remind me, I've been there. It was a small clinic. I think it's grown a little bit in the years so, since I was there last. Yeah, we have a small clinic that we do along with government. We also do some uh, labor and delivery services. Mm -hmm. My wife's involved with that. Um, and we're actually running a 13-bed wellness facility um, mm -hmm. up on the mountain. And we actually just went through and did a bunch of updates, all new um, interior design stuff. And it's looking really good. Um, and so that's super excited. I'm hoping that we're also looking at a really high-end facility um, coming up in the next couple of years up on the top of the mountain. That Lifestyle Center has an incredible view of the sunset over the Kafui. Yeah. Um, really, your campus just looks over almost anywhere, but that especially up yeah. there. Um, you've had some notable people there in your lifestyle center. We have. We had the um, first president of the country um, there several times, um, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda, and it's late, unfortunately, at this stage. But uh, we also had um, Gray Zulu, who was the defense minister, who was quite well known in, in Africa. And so he was there, and we've had a number of other people, you know, from government. So this is providing lifestyle education to some of the people in government at the highest levels. That's right. Uh, that's right. It's a, it's really a powerful tool. You know, you get a chance to get the ear um, while you're getting while people are getting health, 
um, rest restoration services, you know, and so it's really a, a special opportunity. What is that quote uh, from Ellen White that uh, says something about the entering wedge? What is it? Yeah, I mean, definitely health being the right arm of the gospel, the entering wedge to, to work. We've seen it. We've seen the access to, um, yeah, the most affluent people in the country. Um, they'll say, hey, you know, we went to the wellness center, my uncle, my aunt, and that just opens the door. When you when you have a problem, you got to go get a permit done. You got to get something done. You show up, and then like, oh yeah, we remember you, and things get easier. So it's such a blessing to have those connections. So I know we probably don't have time to talk about all the things that Riverside is doing, but you've talked about agriculture, you've talked about uh, health, yep. you've talked about education. Yep. Um, are there any other aspects you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, one that I love every year, or you know, every year we have pioneer Bible workers going out planting churches. And so um, we have them come back and do in-service trainings every six months. Mm -hmm. And when they come back, they bring their stories. And every time it's so exciting to hear um, the villages. You know, Zambia's got a large Adventist population. I mean, even here I had someone walk up to me and say, why don't you move to another country? You know, you've done enough in Zambia. You've got, you know, 1.3 million Adventists in the country. Go somewhere else. And I smile and I said, well, you know, we're involved in education training, so we can send a lot of other places. But... Um, in addition to that, you still have thousands of villages that don't have a single Adventist um, mm -hmm. presence in them. And so having those pioneers going out and every year seeing literally dozens and dozens of churches being brought back, partnering with ASI on the One Day Church Project. You know, we've done more than 500 church builds in country. You know, we've got a bunch of the roofs over Africa, churches, uh, roofs that are going to be going up in this next year. Um, so those opportunities are really close, close to my heart as well because you just see the impact in the village in really remote locations that it's just really exciting. Your thought there reminds me of one of our uh, leading uh, evangelists who once said something to the effect of there are you know, almost eight billion people in the world and there are 20 to 25 million Adventists or, or practicing Adventists, they may not be on the membership role, but in that number, so there's a pretty big margin between those two numbers there's plenty of work for us to do Amen. plenty of work for all of us to do there's not enough riversides there's not enough uh, yeah. media ministries there's not enough of of any of us we have to keep working there is work for us to do and Amen. god has put it in our hands to do uh, to that end uh, you mentioned uh, child impact one of the other asi ministries we're going to talk about the connection with asi and the involvement why are we here in this yeah. huge exhibit hall what are we um experiencing this weekend this long weekend we'll talk about that in just a moment we've got to take a break we're going to just take a break for about 60 seconds just a reminder missionsunlight.org is a place where you can learn more and you can give there too i want to remind you please share the link to today's program or the entire show podcast platform with a friend by text social media or even by email take a moment right now during the break and share it with someone we will be right back with more mission sunlight chat
Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. I guess Craig Harding. Um, Craig, we didn't talk about your title, but I remember one time I asked you and you were like, uh, yeah, business manager, janitor, just pick a title for me. Yeah, um, my favorite one, I think, is is that I'm a you know sponsored motorbike rider. <laughs> okay. Whatever it is, you're leading the team at Riverside Farm Institute in uh, Zambia, just on the beautiful Kafui River, some of the most incredible sunsets you will ever see, and you should go see them Amen. Um, there in Zambia um, on the Kafui. Uh, Craig, you and I have been involved with ASI for many years. You... Um, are an ASI member, and one of the That's reasons right. why we're here in this big exhibit hall is we've brought ASI members from all over the world, hundreds, literally hundreds of ASI members, ASI supporters, ASI friends, here to talk about what they're doing, to learn more about what others are doing, and just be encouraged to network. A moment ago, you mentioned at Riverside, your educational program is a partnership, part of your educational mm -hmm. program is a partnership with Child Impact. Child Impact traditionally has worked in India, but they have expanded to right. the continent of Africa and some other countries as well. Um, and we'll talk with Tom Evans, the director at another time, uh, the director of Child Impact. But that is an example of the connection with other ASI ministries right. that we want to see between uh, ministries like ours. Network 7 has developed Mission Sunlight Chat to hear some of those ASI stories as well as some other lay people in ministry such as Riverside Farm, and uh, and so are there, I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm asking blind, are there other ministries that Riverside has partnered with um, you can mention, and just what is the value of all this? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, a lot of people come to ASI with, you know, they see the, the offering budget and they want to get a piece of that, and I think that's, you know, that's great, and R Riverside's benefited from that. I mean, for example, um, a few years ago, we had a, a banana crisis, uh, more than a few years ago, and uh, ASI stepped up and, and got involved, put about $50,000 into the banana um, replanting, and out of that, we were able to get a, an ROI of about $8 for every dollar that was spent on those bananas. We actually just tore those out this year. We're getting ready to replant them again, um, and that's an example of how donor dollars you know, get leveraged um, in the, the process of giving through, through ASI Ministries. But... Um, the partnership side is actually, for me, far more valuable. We've seen, I'd say, about five times the amount of resources generated through partnerships that I've made through here, um, time here at ASI um, for, for education specifically. I mean, Child Impact's been a huge one. Um, over the years, we've had literally millions of pieces of light bearers literature coming into the country, mm -hmm. Bibles, Bible studies, truth link materials, and, and it's had a huge impact. If you ask people in in Zambia, you know, what one of the major contributors is to literacy in the village is it's been to having um, materials even in local languages through partnerships that were developed through ASI and, and, and those kind of things. So ministry partnerships are, I think, a hugely underrated opportunity to connect at ASI. What would you say to a ministry who is not yet a member of ASI or even a business who eh, doesn't really see the value? What would you say to them about being a part of ASI? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important for a number of reasons. I think it's important to give back. I think giving back um, is fundamental to, to growth. It's if we give, we also receive. It's a divine principle. But more than that, um, I think there is a special family relationship. Year after year, you know, my kids get involved in the, in the kids' programs, but making relationships that, yeah, you're not seeing everybody every week, but you have a chance to sit with someone else who writes the check, has to make the payroll, makes the hard decisions, and I think that's a unique thing. Um, you know, a lot of places you can go, 
you are going to sit with other employees, and that's fine. That when you get to sit with the guys who have to make the make the checks, make the hard decisions, you get a chance to compare and chat with other people who can share about how they handle those kind of things without it being in your immediate sphere of influence where it can be awkward. So it's a huge value. Um, yeah, I, I was just trying to think of. Um, we have we have the categories. I can't remember the numbers, but we have the categories of membership with ASI. Almost not everybody, but almost anybody can find a connection to be a part of ASI. And the funny thing is, you don't have to be a member of ASI to attend an ASI convention, no, no, no. Sure. to be encouraged with the network, to find out what's going on with the core. That's not to say we're exclusively all of them, but with the core ministries, lay people doing yep. ministry out there actively working. And it's just like, for somebody outside, I, I've talked to people through the years, it's mind-blowing when they come to one of these. They had no idea there were so many lay people doing ministry. And it's not just people full-time ministry. It's people in their, um, I, I know a banker. I know a, a car dealer. Yeah. And they're doing ministry in their business. Man. And that's just yeah. fascinating to them. And it's still fascinating to me that we have these incredible partnerships. And they're not people who are institutionally paid by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're just people who are everyday sidewalk folks. Yes. They wake up in the morning and they go about some other kind of business, not just a church official business. Yeah, I think it's a, such a, a special opportunity to be able to take, you know, what happens at church or what happens in your personal, you know, devotional life mm -hmm. and and translate that to Main Street, to actually bring that down and put it into language. No, we're not saying you're necessarily, you know, preaching at your preaching at your customers, but you're doing it through how you treat them, how you interact with them. And yes, when there's a question, you have the opportunity to put something valuable in their hand that can change their life. And so I think that's, yeah, in, in, immeasurable to be able to be encouraged in, in those ways together. Um, we've talked about Riverside Farm, and you've given us a little bit of the history there. How would people connect with Riverside if they wanted to do that? Yeah, so you can check out riversidefarm.org, and that's a great place to, to hit us on the, on the web. Then also you can... Um, look up on Instagram. You can find us easily under Riverside Farm. And you can also get us on WhatsApp, um, plus 260-97-173-5679, plus 260-97-173-5679. Okay, let me ask you a question about the area around outside, but around Riverside, and then uh, just uh, maybe uh, 60 seconds or so of your, your history. Um, What's around you there in, in Zambia? Sure. So in the southern part of the country, it starts to get more and more dry. And so around us, we're in a um, county area that has about yeah, about 80,000 people in the, in the surrounding area. Um, within walking distance, we probably have about 30,000 people that are you know, largely either, either growing farm sustainable crops to try to survive in an area that gets regular droughts. We get droughts probably four out of every seven years is a pretty severe drought. Mm -hmm. um, so we're in that kind of a zone. And yeah, just, just street side selling, very, very low income um, situation. So it's a blessing to be able to be there and have an impact on the economics as well. If someone came to learn about your ministry, but they also want to do some touristy things, what could they do? Oh, man. So we're about two hours from the Lower Zambezi National Park, which is a really amazing place. See lots of elephants, all kinds of yeah, lions and whatnot. And Wildlife. Yeah, I mean, just amazing setting on the on the Zambezi River. 
and then um, yeah, six hours from us, you have to drive by us to get to Victoria Falls, um, to get to the game parks um, down that part of the country. So it's an absolutely beautiful area. And hey, we've got you know many, many, many wild birds right on the farm. So a lot of people like to go around and do birding on the trails we have. Um, it's, it's really a special thing. All right, so you haven't always been at Riverside. You nope. and I worked together in the Southern Union. Um, you worked with OCI. Um, bring us up to speed to there. Yeah, um, I got Because you didn't grow up in Africa. You grew up in a place much cooler, if I remember I, right. I did. I actually got exposed to ASI um, by my boss when I was quite young um, in, in Alaska. So I spent 15 <laughs> years growing up in Alaska and got my first exposure to ASI through, through that, that um, boss I had. And then from there, yeah, I moved down to Tennessee and worked with uh, business and with OCI, um, traveling the traveling the country and the world. Yeah, so um, I'm just curious, who is the boss? Yeah, so Monty Merrill, um, unfortunately a late gentleman, um, came back fired up about his experience at ASI multiple years, shared it with me. Um, I started working with him, and then, yeah, when we ended up coming to Tennessee, I ended up going to ASI and, and got plugged in here. It was great. Okay. Um, we want to talk about next steps for Riverside uh, in just a moment. As you heard the loudspeaker going over, we are uh, very much recording live in the uh, <laughs> ASI Convention Exhibit Hall, and uh, lots of folks passing by here and there and uh, visiting with ministries and, and, and just finding ways to encourage and network with one another as we've been talking. But... Uh, Craig Harding, thanks for being with us. We'll come back for uh, just some final thoughts in our last segment. We certainly hope you've enjoyed and been blessed by listening or watching the program today. We have more to come. You can find us at missionsunlight.org. And as I said before, you can give there. You can share this program with anybody right now if you're listening to the podcast. We'd love for you to just text that link to someone uh, you care about that you'd like them to be able to hear this or any of our other programs. Thanks for doing both uh, or either. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat. Our salvation is a day-to-day -day matter, isn't it? The real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. Our guest from Riverside Farm Institute in Zambia, Africa, Craig Harding. Craig, um, what's next for Riverside? Yeah, so we're in the process of expanding the farm. Um, we've currently, you know, we talked about the farm sizes and now we're gonna add about another 600 acres of farmland into that to help sustain um, the expanding educational ministries that Riverside has. And so I'm super excited to see how that unfolds in the next couple of years. So you have 3,000 mostly dedicated to agriculture, am I correct in that? Yeah, so 3,000 acres is the, you know, the, the full size of the land. Currently we've got, you know, probably 300 acres in in um, high high value crop production, another 100 acres in the mix of, of different crops, and so now to be able to take that and really expand it now that we've gotten a water permit approved, 
um, for an expansion will be a huge benefit as we move towards um, building a two-year technical college for trade skills that we'd like to do. That was going to be my question. You've got all this agriculture and you've got these uh, youth, young adults coming along learning. Um, how are you connecting? That's that's it. So that's it's the on connection. The yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, one of the challenges we face, you know, worldwide, I think, is um, the the fact you have young people going to school to get pieces of paper for degrees for jobs that don't exist. And so they have the promise that if they spend the time, they spend the effort, they go to school, there's going to be a reward at the end of it. And so often, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, certainly, there's a value of education. We're, we're very invested in education. Um, but we want to see um, some, some, some courses developed there for Africa where we can see every person who leaves. If you're not employed, it's because you don't want to be employed because the skill you learned is 100% employable. And so that's the goal is to build the school around skill-based train, training um, for very readily available skills right there in the country so that they can come out and go immediately into the workforce and take the principles of ASI with them, become yeah. missionaries in those fields. Amen. Great. Um, Craig, before we go, would you like to just share a word of encouragement with somebody who, who knows, may be struggling, they may be trying to decide God's will, or they may not even know God yet, and just some sort of encouragement that you want to share with our viewers and listeners. Yeah, I think one of the great things about ASI and and um, the opportunity to share here is you often have people come and share visions. Sometimes, you know, you sit and think, wow, that's a big vision. And I'm a visionary person. Like, I have big dreams and, and, and ideas. And um, I would just encourage people, you know, as you're sharing visions, there, there's two things that you have to share. You have to share a vision, and you have to also share evidence that you've begun the process for people to get engaged. I think donors and even uh, ministry partners, they want to see what have you already done, and they also want to see that you have a clear vision. And so those things go hand in hand. And, you know, I believe that God has bigger visions than we have. And so when you, you think of your vision and think, well, maybe, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, that depends. But I think God's in the business of doing much bigger things than we typically set out to do. And so if we're faithful to him and we'll start with something small, that he has a way of making those things into big, impactful things for his kingdom. Thank you. Um, before we close, maybe you could have a word of prayer. Sure. Again, to just wrap this up. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for ministry. Um, we thank you for ASI, the opportunity to connect, um, make these valuable um, collaborations for your kingdom. And so Amen. we thank you. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Craig, again, thanks for your time today. That is today's program from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This has been Mission Sunlight Chat with our guest, Craig Harding from Riverside. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host, and our engineer for the program today, Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for sharing our show with other friends via text, email, and on your social media platforms. We also thank you for your gifts and prayers, especially, especially your prayers. That's all today from our mobile studios here at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri in the United States. This is Mission Sunlight Chat.